This episode was edited by Deadset Podcasting. If you want your podcast to sound this good, check out deadsetpodcasting.com forward slash services. Get the sound you're chasing. You're listening to Deadset Podcasting with your host, Josh Liston. This is a show dedicated to podcasting in Australia, New Zealand and Southeast Asia. Follow along with today's episode over at deadsetpodcasting.com. Okay, here we go. Hey, everybody. Josh here. So I'm back on the Roadcaster Pro once again with the RE20. And unlike the last episode, I've actually turned the noise gate off for today's recording. Not sure I'd do that if I had multiple people in studio, but because I'm by myself, I wanted to see just how much extra room reflection it's picking up when I am speaking when the gate is open. And also between me speaking between words how much actual floor noise there is in the signal so ideally you guys won't be able to hear much of that because I'm going to run my normal noise treatment on this episode which will be the RX7 vocal denoise and in future I'll let you guys know but I may end up running just the noise reduction element of the Orphonic desktop app just so you know. So we'll keep tweaking and as per the last episode, I'm not sure whether I love the noise gate single static feature on the Rodecaster Pro. To me, it's a little bit aggressive and it has a bit of a whoosh sound, almost like pumping, not like compression pumping, but I can hear a little (laughs) after my words. So... Hopefully the RX-7 technology will be sophisticated enough to maybe deal with that background noise without causing there to be a little rush, like almost like a wind sound after my words. So today's topic is probably not something that people who know me would actually expect me to talk about as I adjust the microphone up and try to sit up a bit better so I can speak. I'm actually going to talk about A couple of the ways that I've made a little bit of money in my eight to nine years of being a podcaster, where that money came from, and maybe some of the things that people don't normally talk about when they talk about if you can make money from a show, one of those being, it was my early experience as a podcaster that led me to work for myself for a little while in 2013-ish and accumulate a whole bunch of skills which actually led me to getting a massive promotion in the day job that I had a couple of years later. I I might have given away the farm a little bit early there, but that's one of the ways. We'll talk about that, getting a skill set that other people at your work just simply don't have because you're an independent producer of content. So one of the ways is also that I've received donations in the past at different points. So we may tick that one off first today, play double duty. If you wanted to donate to this show, if you never want to hire a podcast editor and the deadsetpodcasting.com slash services stuff is just not relevant to you or anybody that you know, and maybe you still find value in the podcast, you can buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash deadsetpod. This is something I haven't regularly done. It hasn't been a Patreon type system if you're familiar with Patreon where people donate the same amount or a certain amount each month 
and each individual, the expense is so low compared to a lot of other subscriptions they may have in their day-to-day life that the impetus to cancel that at any one time may not be strong enough for them to go through the process of doing it. So that's, I guess, the dirty little secret of Patreon. A lot of people are hoping, and the way the system works is that not everybody that wants to cancel at any one time could be bothered doing it. <laughs> and, and I've had a few people that have donated to me probably more than they first expected to just because the amounts were so small. Absolutely appreciate all those people. It made a world of difference at the time. Just affording there weren't great free solutions out there like a Wooshka, for example, which I've moved one of my shows over to. I was paying for every new show on a system like Libsyn which if you're doing multiple shows can get expensive quickly. So donations also came through PayPal back in the day. That wasn't quite as effective. I just pretty much took the badges down. They looked a bit tacky to me at the time. That's something that a a system like Patreon or if you want an even simpler system, buymeacoffee.com, they kind of cover what PayPal didn't cover in terms of a really nice landing page and the ability to give people extra stuff, but also the ability with buymeacoffee.com at least just to make a one-off donation. And it's a really pretty button that you can put on your website. So number two, on my first podcast, which I think I might have spoken about in the early episodes of Deadset Podcasting, that show was called DIY Music Movement. I was also teaching guitar away from doing the podcast and some consulting work and other things. Basically, through the podcast and through my guitar teaching, those two things together got me invited as a paid presenter to do workshops and some talks at some youth events in my area, teaching young musicians how to get a good sound, how to play certain obscure chords that I guess I was better known for as a guitar player, and just how to get the most out of the gear that they have, because back then I guess I'd established myself as a real tone aficionado when it came to guitar. So I actually got paid more than I ever have doing any other job per day to do some work for some of the councils in my part of the world. And it was a lot, it was high pressure stuff. I wouldn't have been able to do it without a long history of being a musician, maybe even more so than a podcaster. But I guess it proved firstly that I could speak, but it also proved that I could take the nomenclature from a certain genre or certain activity and translate that into a common understanding, which is what you really need to do when the target audience of the people you're presenting to are 12, 13, 14, 15-year-old kids that maybe don't really understand the music business or whatever it is that you're talking about. So number three, I've used the podcast themselves to fund certain parts of making the podcast. For example, on a show that I did called On The Bubble Podcast, which was up until recently when I decided to wind the show up, part of the Gunner Geek Network in North America, the artwork for that show was something I'd always had in my mind and I wanted it to be a very specific style of artwork and it turned out amazing. I had to go to a friend who's a very high level artist, Tristan Tate, and even with mates rates, 
which he continues to give me to this day, his rates are what he deserves. He's absolutely world class. So his rates do reflect that. And we worked out an arrangement that he would do the artwork for me. If I'm not sure in retrospect if I paid a reduced amount or whether it was just his normal deposit amount or nothing. Either way, he gave me a great deal and I gave him a really prominent spot on the launch episode of the show, which was about Terminator, Sarah Connor Chronicles. And it turned out to be, a, a thing. well, it was by far the most downloaded episode of On The Bubble podcast, but it may be the most listened to episode of any podcast I've ever done. So we basically bartered that. So if there's anyone from the tax department out there, <laughs> yeah, that one went under the table. So it was just kind of a, you do this for me and I'll do this for you. And my plan was to put that in more and more and more episodes. But that first episode got so much traction and I dedicated a fairly large chunk of the intro of that show to the thank you, to the shout out to Tristan, that it kind of worked out that a lot of the momentum that the show had early on was filtered into that one episode anyway. So I, I feel and I hope that Tristan got value out of that. So the next thing, once again, this happened more so with DIY Music Movement back when I very first started. I was probably a little bit more about trying to make money back then. So I did have Amazon affiliate links on the website. And I actually did sell some stuff and I made some affiliate commission I just wasn't quite organized enough at the time to actually provide Amazon the details, being an Australian resident, my taxation details, to get that money back off them, which was, yeah, an issue. The same with Audible. I really wasn't organized, even though I was making some commissions, I wasn't getting the cash. And that stuff's a lot easier now in 2020 than what it probably was back then. So no excuses, people. If you're going to try and get affiliates, get yourself sorted tax-wise so you can actually get the cash. And lastly, as I mentioned in the start of today's episode, all of the early podcasting failures, experiences, learnings that I had from building websites to audio production to social media, learning how to copy check myself, write headlines, all those things that were important and were hard-won lessons, I guess, in the first few years of podcasting, helped me get probably the better part of a $25,000 raise at my job in the space of 12 months because I transitioned from one role to a more senior and completely different role. So, yeah, I think a lot of people think, how do I make money from a podcast? Maybe as long as your podcast is something that you can happily bring up at work and... It's not objectionable for some reason to your employer. Maybe the first place to look is not at the podcast itself. It's how is what I'm learning here appropriate to something else that I already do. That place, that career-oriented position might be where the majority of your podcasting quote-unquote money comes from. Okay, so I wasn't sure how I was going to do today because I don't really love talking about cash or money, but it's the world we live in. So to a lot of people, it's probably a really appropriate subject. So if you have more questions or you want to know a little bit more, 
hello at deadsetpodcasting.com. You can say g'day or hello even on Twitter and Instagram at deadsetpod. And once again, if you want to support the show and you like what we're doing here, just go to buymeacoffee.com slash deadsetpod. Righto. My name's Josh. Have a great week. I'm not sure about the release schedule of this because I've got so many ideas sitting in front of me. It might have went from fortnightly two weeks ago to coming out twice a week. Who knows? But hopefully more often, not less. Righto. Take care. See you later. This episode was edited by Dead Set Podcasting. If you want your podcast to sound this good, check out deadsetpodcasting.com forward slash services. Get the sound you're chasing.